Hello and welcome to the Odds Checker Betting Show. This is your fourth Royal Ascot preview, day four, Friday's racing. Uh, I'm your host, George Ellick, and I'm joined yet again for the fourth time by Odds Checker's tipster Andy Holding and racing broadcaster, sports broadcaster and journalist Johnny Ward as well. Uh, we did the pleasantries in day three. We've spoken about day one because we're recording this at about midday on Wednesday as well. So uh, if it's before Thursday's racing and you're watching Friday, go back and watch Thursday. Then you can find out how Andy and Johnny are. Otherwise, you're going to have to make do with getting straight into the racing. Uh, as I say, given uh, when we're recording this um, final decks were out about two hours ago the markets have just about reformed uh, but they are embryonic so they could uh, you know they are subject to, to change so beware of that but at least we do know at least for the most part uh, the fields for, for Friday's racing and we're going to start with the Albany uh, before we do please do download the odds checker app there you can find the best prices bookie offers free bets and place terms as well as Andy's tips and plenty of other tipsters tips straight to the app every single day too. So do download the app now. But let's get into the racing. It is the Albany, as I say, is, is the first race on the Friday. Uh, over six furlongs. And here we have Mediate as the 11 to 4 favourite. Morge, 130. Queen Ollie, 8 to 1. Uh, Fully Wet, 12 to 1. Sydney Arms, Chelsea, 16 to 1. Alongside Lady Bullet. Cathy Come Home, 20 to 1. Powder, uh, powder dress, 25 to 1, 28 to 1 bar. And uh, first run has to go to the, the two-year-old king, Andy Holding. Uh, Andy, how do these guys stack up on your on your figures? Uh, yeah, this is very, very um, interesting, the way they bet this race, because the front two in the market, uh, Media and Morged, um, have a shade of the Blackbeards about them. They haven't, as of yet, done anything to get too excited about on the numbers. Maud's time figure at Newmarket was an 80. Uh, Mediate's best time figure is an 81 when she won last time out. So they are quite a bit down on, on the normal average or the, the above average that you'd expect coming into this race. That necessarily means that that's as good as they are. You can only run a time how the race um, dictates. dictates. So... They could easily they could easily improve, but at the prices, I, I don't think they represent a huge amount of value. Um, one five to two, the other one three to one. Um, I'd probably go with a couple of thirty-three to one shots here, just to, for a little bit of devilment. Uh, one of them has already got a bit of experience in a race of this nature as well. I think that'll stand her in very good stead. And because of that, I do think she's overpriced, and that's Beautiful Eyes uh, from the Mark Johnson stable. Um, Mark won it um, a few years back with it with a similar type to this. Who won? its first two races. Um, and even though she only finished fourth last time out in the Marygate, that Marygate was a really hot affair. Um, all the way down the line, there were horses that had come there off the back of impressive victories. Uh, it went the way of Pillow Talk, so we get a chance to see how that form works out with Pillow Talk the day before in the Norfolk. We also get quite a few um, horses from the, the Queen Mary, um, who are refugees also from that Marygate running on the Wednesday. So, for the next two days, you need to keep your eye on, on, on the form of that beautiful eyes. But she finished fourth and a credible fourth of that as well. She just wasn't quite quick enough. I think Connections have done the right thing by um, not avoiding the, the trap of staying over five felons and stepping her up. So I do think she's got a better chance than her 33 to 1 price suggests based on just pure form and time figures. She's actually top of our time figures. And the other one is Alvinia. Just had the one run from the Kevin Ryan stabber, Philly by Dark Angel. Uh, she went to the race course, uh, at, uh, made her debut at Newcastle um, uh, several weeks ago. 
and she was very determined in the in the finish as well uh, to get up from a hole. So again, came out of the Mary Gay's also called Daytona Lady. So there's a bit of substance to that form. And Kevin Ryan really likes her. He's, he's done a piece in this week's Weekender, and he's saying that it's one of his nicest fillies. And yeah, Kevin Ryan's had a fairly slow start to the, the season with his two rolls, but they are beginning to come good. He had a good winner at Thursday of the day, again, a filly that impressed in the same colours. And uh, this is his only two-year-old runner of the week, would you believe? Mm-hmm. So there's got to be a little bit of significance in that. Again, 33 to 1 for a horse who could easily improve upon what it's already done. But the fact that it's won over a stiff track over five first time out was very strong in the finish suggests to me that stepping up to six will be fine. So there you go. A couple of nice price outsiders who have both done good figures and are underestimated Alvinia and Beautiful Eyes. Alvinia, 33 to 1. Beautiful Eyes, also 33 to 1. Uh, Alvinia with Paddy's Hills and Betfair Sportsbook, Beautiful Eyes pretty much across the board, the two for Andy. Uh, Johnny, are you going to come into bat and uh, and defend uh, media, defend the Irish hope? Going to bat at a, at a big price as well. Um, I forget the name. Andy might remember the Justify Philly that was entered to run in this. She was Aidan O'Brien's sort of second Stat- favourite. Statuette. Statuette. Statuette, rather, um, who was really seemed to lose class in debut. I was kind of hoping she'd run here. So I wasn't mad at media. I thought she didn't... I thought at Nace last time, she didn't look any better really than she was. She beat Cora, who's all right. She beat um, a horse of uh, Kieran Parsons, who'd won on debut. But I didn't think it was, I didn't, it didn't look a great race to me. Um, and I'm going to go with the horse here, also at a big price. Um, and I had to actually just look back on um, this race a couple of times. Ivory Madonna finished behind Fully Wet at Goodwood. This is on the 21st of May. It was an interesting race. Ivory Madonna was quite well fancied. Um, and her dam, Clem Fandango, actually finished third in the Queen Mary to Lady Aurelia back in the day. But she was basically slow out of the stall. She raced like uh, wide uh, on the kind of on the outside without any cover, went after the winner and ran very good race. And then was sort of looked after by Jim Crowley in the closing stages. She's uh, smashing pedigree by Dark Angel. It's interesting that her trainer goes for this race. And it's a speculative pick. I think you're getting 33 to 1. Holly Doyle taking over. Um, so she'll do for me. Ivory Madonna, 33 to 1 as well. Skybet, Paddy's Hills, and Betfair Sportsbook. Uh, maybe the, the tricast up here for you, could, wouldn't it? 33s, 33s, yeah. and 33s. Um, I think relative to the winner, she's a big price. I could definitely see her getting closer and possibly reversing form with the winner, um, who's obviously respect as well, but it looks fairly open mm. to me. Yeah, an open race. Uh, looking to take on those at the top of the market with a couple of big price fancies, both uh, the guys there. Uh, on to the second race on the card, the Commonwealth Cup and Perfect Power uh, is just about favourite at 9-2 ahead of El Caballo at 5-1. to Eraz is 13-2, to Twilight Jet 9-1, to Gobez Go 10-1, to Slipstream 11s, Tiberflow 12s, Flaming Rib, Wings of War both 14-1, to 25-1 to bar. 20 in at the moment here, Andy. Uh, any strong fancies? Yeah, um, I'm just going to play this with a relatively straight bat, as far as I could see. I just love course and distance form horses that run over this track um, time and time again. And there's been quite a few. There's quite a few of these that uh, fit that bill. Um, and that's Eras and Go Bears Go. Uh, I'll probably start off with Go Bears but Go because he beat Eras first time up in a small field conditions race. But even though there was only a small field, it was a strongly run affair. David Lockname's charge, I thought, won on merit the other day. Just thought Eras probably needed the run. He, he looked a little bit stuffy and short of a gallop. Subsequently, Eras has gone on to finish uh, a very eye-catching second behind Tiberflow at Newbury. He came from a long, long way back. He challenged on the wrong part of the track, and yet he still almost run down Tiberflow. I'm sure he's superior to Tiberflow. Um, and the only other time he ran at Ascot, he was a very impressive winner on Good to Fern Ground last July, once he'd had a couple of runs under his belt. 
So he's obviously a horse who just takes a while to get into top gear, representing the stable that's won this race before. And going back to Go Bears Go, he was desperately lucky in one of the big trial races for this race, the Sandy Lane at Haydock. He fell out of the stalls, which is unlike him because he's normally a very quick breaker. Uh, and subsequently got into a really poor track position. He actually ran on quite nicely in the end to finish only two lengths behind El Caballo, who's uh, quite surprisingly a good bit shorter than him in the betting. Uh, it's as if bookmakers weren't watching that race. He can get 10 to 1 for Go Bears Go. And yet he's like 9 or 4 favourite that day. Mm. And it was only because of the slow start that he was... Um, he was unable to uphold that kind of um, uh, market position. So, yeah, I, I, I think those two have got better chances than their odds imply. And, and they both love it here at Ascot. So, Eras, gone, uh, go Bears, go. Strong two against the field. 13 to 2, Eras, Hills, 888, Bet Victor, and a couple of others. 10 to 1, standout best price with Hills for Go Bears, go. Uh, Johnny. Yeah, I think I think in fairness, perfectly power, he will appreciate coming back and trip. Um, and I think at this stage they'll probably campaign him as a sprinter. And he's normally beaten Twilight Jet. I think they've clashed twice um, at this stage already as to, or as two year olds. But I I did I was taken by Michael O'Callaghan's confidence about Twilight Jet talking to him last week, and it's it's worth looking back on his comeback run at Nace because he was sent off nine to two, and I don't think they really expected him to win. Um, as much as they thought he'd come on a good bit from. Um, two to three, but he absolutely bolted up. And in fairness to him, he did run well at Ascot last season. He he was sort of unable to kind of quicken, but shaped pretty well on the near side. And that was um that was the five furlong race. Um, and then he ran very well behind uh, the aforementioned um perfect power subsequently. So I I'd be just hopeful he'd run well. Um, I think you know the way that they spoke about him after Nace, he's definitely improved. Lee Roach was really really buzzing about him. Rare ride for Lee Roach, Royal Ascot. Um, he's raised 114 as well. Put put some bang there, and I definitely think he'll run a very good race. Twilight Jet, uh, nine to one best price with 888, uh, who are currently only three places. Though Skybet paying the most, six places, and they are eight to one. Um, next up is the 340 um, at Ascot. Yeah, the third race on the card, the Duke of Edinburgh, just fine, four to one favourite ahead of Trawlerman at six to one. Contact, uh, 17 to two. Mashore, uh, 10 to one. Uh, we'll be speaking about him shortly, Andy. Uh, Candleford, 11 to 1. Uh, Mock to Saab, 14s. Ever present, 14s. Uh, 16 to 1. Bar those. Johnny, I'll give you first run at the uh, the Duke of Edinburgh. Yeah, I have a couple of Marta horses that I'm going to tip fairly strongly today, and Mashore is one of them. Um, now, can you improve a horse? I have a great time for Johnny Marta as a trainer. Um, I remember when he was starting off, he was, he was, we were at some sort of a preview, and he said he was charging. 60 quid a day um, and I was like that's a lot of money to be charging in Ireland for an unproven trainer he's like well I come from I came from Valley Doyle I want to basically do what's best for the horses and I, I want to be the best and I think he's developing into a good trainer can he improve him from some out south maybe he can on the base of that Cora run and um, just absolutely bolted up and uh, I don't think a mile and a half is going to be any problem at all and it, yeah it's gone from 87 to 99 but could be like a, a late stout uh, developer who's um, just no longer with it. So Michael Stout obviously has a key rival in the race, but um, only two starts for Johnny Murta, and the second one was much better than the first. Um, and if you even look at the form of the race at the Curra as well, it's perfectly solid. The horse in second safe park was a solid sort of a horse. Um, I think he's a fascinating runner. Yeah, Mashaw, uh, an interesting runner there for Johnny and, and Andy, um, a horse that I'm not going to say owes you a few quid, but um, you backed mm, him for one race this yeah. week. <laughs> <laughs> take it away yeah I was rather annoyed that he didn't run in the uh, the Wolfson stakes uh, I think he would have gone well in that um, 
yeah, I backed him at 33 to one for that race and was was quite hopeful that um, if he if he was to uh, line up, he'd, he'd he'd do himself justice. But look, Johnny's looked at it, he's weighed it up. He's thought, well, let's run him off his handicap mark of 99. So last chance we get to run a group horse in a handicap, which he most definitely is. Uh, so the hint should be taken. Yeah, 10 to one's a big price. Johnny's just really good um, when when he's got one like this, as he proved last year with um, the horse that won the 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 Philly straight track um, handicap. Um, the only problem is to draw one. We've gone about the draw. It's not ideal to be pinned down the inside. Ben Cohen's got to try and get him off the inner at some stage. But um, providing he can be, he can jump and get himself into the first three or four and, and, and further up the field, then you get a chance to manoeuvre it accordingly. Uh, the other one's Trawler Man, a horse that I put up as a, a horse to follow my, uh, in that 12 to follow column I did mm. a few weeks ago. What an unbelievable run that this was by Trawler Man, first time up. Um, he hadn't run for a little while. First run on the all weather on a real dry surface. He went all the way around on the wing from a wide draw. He should have fell out the back of the telly, and yet he still showed guts and determination, stamina and abundance to beat a really good field and a very fast time figure. Uh, one of the only few horses that's broke 140 for the circuit time I do at Chelmsford. Um, anything that does that, I, I always upgrade. He did it. Uh, again, he's definitely a group horse. John Gosden has always felt that. The fact that he ran him in the um, derby trial last season before bombing out suggests that. Um, and he's brought him back in handicaps, so he's looking to exploit it, exploit his mark like he did with Lord North before he goes through the um, the pattern race um, sort of campaigns. So, yeah, two group horses in a handicap, Mashio and Trollerman for me. Would you just back them both each way or both win only? What, what price is Trollerman? Six to one best. Yeah, might have to go win only with that, but yeah, definitely Mashour each way at tens, yeah, for sure. There you have it. Uh, ten to one pretty much across the board, Mashour. Sixteen to one Trollerman is best price, as I say, with Hills and, and and as short as four to one in places. So that could be uh, a a historical price by the time this one goes out. Um on then to the four twenty, the Coronation Stakes, uh Phillies race and Inspiral is the two to one favourite ahead of uh, Cachet, uh, the Guineas winner at eleven to two, Discoveries nine to one. Mangostine ten to one, Prosperous Voyage ten to one, Spanderella eleven to one, uh, fourteen to one bar, twelve runners as it stands at the moment. Uh, Andy, how do you? Is Inspiral uh, the one to beat here? Is there any juice in that two to one price at the top end of the market? No, it's just not the kind of horse I, I like backing at that price off the track for a while. We just don't know where we stand with her. Obviously, the vibes are very good. Um, if Gosden said she's fine, then you know you go along with that. But yeah, it's just one of those ones I let let win. I don't know enough about the French form to because just because of lack of figures to to know where we stand with quite a few of those. So it's a really really difficult betting hate. The one I do like as a horse, um, and I thought it ran really well uh, behind um, Cache in, in our guineas was was Prosperous uh, Voyage, a very consistent horse, a real big likable unit. Um, she hasn't got too much to find with Inspiral either on, on, on a line through um, a race last season. Obviously, Tuesday was behind her in, in the uh, 1,000 guineas as well. So she's only got to run to that same level to be uh, you know, considered as a strong each-way fancy. So what price did you say she was? Prosperous Village? Uh, currently 10 to 1. Yeah. 10 to 1, yeah. I'd rather go for something like that than take a short price about Inspiral. She, she's Just based on our form figures, she's almost sure to run a race. 10 to 1, yeah, with a few firms. Hills, who are four places. Bet Victor, Coral, uh, who are both three. Bet Fred, who are four as well. So a couple of options there to back Prosperous Village each way. Uh, Andy selection for the Coronation Stakes. Um, Johnny, how do you see the Coronation? 
She was the same selection. Like I just saw it in the Guineas, it was a really nice run. Um, I mean, if you look at it sort of four long and a half, two furlongs down, you you don't think she's going to get within the neck of the winner. And the form obviously ties in then with the French Guineas. There isn't much sort of between the three of them, but she's mm. I think she might be slightly underestimated because she's so consistent. She's very genuine. She'll stay on if there's a strong pace that'll suit her because she. I mean, probably might want a mile and two, maybe looking at her. If you're the forgiven type, Tenebrism was what, 11 to four in the Guineas. She's now like 16s or something like that. She's, you know, she seems to have had her issues. Like, though, see such a big gap between her first start and that revelation of her second start. Um, I thought it was tricky. Innsbruck, like, has beaten my selection twice, a two year old, fairly comfortably. And um, she's by Frankel. So you'd imagine she's not going to have any issue. It's just, I, I, I'm just a little bit wary of, of what sort of performance she produced thrown into the deep end on her season return when she missed the guineas obviously I think she was favoured at the time so um, yeah. I'm with Andy on this but it's it's a kind of a small each way I think you'll, you'll certainly in a, in a, in a in an each way bet you should have a good chance of getting your um, each way return uh, but it's it's quite open I'm disappointed all the songs didn't come over I thought they might chance her I think there might be a little bit of rain forecast but um, obviously they didn't so she would have been very hard to beat I would have thought yeah, Prosperous Voyage, 10 to 1. Uh, the double selection for both Johnny and Andy uh, there for the coronation. Uh, rattling through Friday's races, three races to come. We've got the Sandringham uh, next up. Uh, an open Sandringham as well, as is always the case. 29 uh, in at the moment. And Heredia is the 6 to 1 favourite. Had a Zanback at 9 to 1. Cronell, 11 to 1. Fresh Hope, 12s. Persist, 14 to 1. Lullaby, uh, Wilderness Girl, Pink Carnation, uh, all 16 to 1, 18 to 1 bar those. Uh, Johnny, we'll, we'll hand over the Sandringham for you to, to take us away and run us through the all the runners, all 29 of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the guy in the parade ring just talking about every horse and having to come up with something. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I just thought this was absolutely impossible. Um, Sigamia, who comes over, I think she might be the only Irish horse in the race, won very well at Clare, or won easily enough at Clarny last time. And obviously, her form, if you look at her leopard star run behind Homeless Songs, she wasn't disgraced at all. Um, and she's been kind of taken along probably quietly enough for a, a race like this. And that, in fairness, that race at Leopard Sound, she didn't have the speed to go with Homeless Songs, who just produced this remarkable turn of foot. But relative to everything else, she ran okay. She's drawn 25. I have no idea how that's going to work out, but. Her form backs up. She's run behind Concert Hall as well as a two-year-old. Um, and William McCurry does not run horses in, at, at a meeting like this, thinking that they wouldn't have some sort of chance. 22 to 1, um, that'll be my selection. But yeah, I mean, uh, I'm lying if I'm saying I'm confident about Anthony here. 22 to 1, best price. That is with William Hill uh, for Johnny's selection there. Uh, Andy, um, never a man to shy away from a, from a, uh, from a race. Uh, any strong views? Yeah, I have got a strong view in this race. Um, I always look, what Charlie Fellows um, runs in this because um, he's already proven that he quite likes this race. Uh, he won it with Thanks, it Thanks B, was it a few years back? Um, three years ago. And he won it with an um, Onassis, that very, mm. very good uh, mayor Philly, two years ago. Um, I'm not sure whether he had a runner in it last year, um, but he's got a real strong challenger this season in Fresh Hope, um, who's just had the, um, the three runs. Uh, four runs, four, three runs to get a handicap mark of 78. And given that she was only beaten the length by Rogue Millennium back in April at Weatherby, when looking as though she needed the run over a distance that just stretched her. We know what Rogue Millennium went on to do, went on to win the Oaks trial at mm. Lingfield. Um, they then ran out to Doncaster last time and it dropped her back in trip. And it was a masterclass by Jamie Spencer. He just got her to win on the line. 
but it meant that the shoe was only raised four pounds to run now off a mark of 82. Incredibly well handicapped based on what she's already done. I think a strong run, stiff mile with a with a hold up ride is going to be absolutely ideal for this uh, filly. Um, whether stall five ends up being the right place to be, I don't know as we're speaking on Wednesday, but we get another two days to work out whether we want to be high or low. So if if the low draw isn't that far away from um, being competitive on the far side rail, um, then she's going to certainly outrun her current odds anyway of 12 to 1. So fresh out for me. Fresh out 12 to 1 with Paddy's and with Betfair Sportsbook. Uh, the one for Andy following Charlie Fellows, of course, won it. Was it back in both 2019 and 2000 and oh, 2020 and 2019 as well with Thanks yep. B and Thanks Onassis. Thanks B was Thanks B, yeah. Uh, thanks, Pete, and Anassis there in the uh, Sandringham Stakes. Uh, on then to the penultimate race on the card, the King Edwards changing of the guard is the 15 to 8 favourite ahead of Ottoman Fleet at 9 to 4, Lysander at 7 to 2, Grand Alliance 16 to 1, uh, Savvy Victory for 20s, Dark Moon Rising 28 to 1. Um, yeah, Johnny, we'll come to you first. Changing of the guards, uh, you know, well fancy coming into this uh, horse I've back for the ledger, so I'm hoping you're going to tell me it's going to win here. Yeah, well, I, I, I just, I just wonder whether they think this horse really is any good. Um, because to run him again, he'd a hard race to the Derby. <coughs> I tipped him up in the, the Derby. He cheap pieces on. Um, he looked slow, even though he lost fourth in the closing stages. He looked slow because Wayne Lord never really looked that happy on him. They rode him at Chester accordingly. He was like, he was considering he basically won rival to beat in that race. He was actually a fairly. I think he could back him at four to one in the Chester trial. Um. And maybe London Bridge didn't perform, but like uh, for me, he just looks fairly limited. I'm actually a little bit surprised that they're running him here, and I'm very happy to take him on. As Andy's mentioned, he's not necessarily um, ideal to making the run here. I find it hard seeing do nothing else because he just looks, as I say, he just looks like he lacks a gear. And Ottoman Fleece, that was a lovely performance, second time. The horse he beat had solid form as well, fancied, had to kind of maneuver up um, just outside him to get into a little gap and readily go by him, despite the fact that he was a bit sluggish himself at the start. And maybe a little bit of an experience. He just kind of went down on his on his head at the start, but he ended up winning well. Another see the stars horse. We've talked about so many of them this week will progress. Um, I could see him readily improving beyond changing of the guard. I'm not 100% sure he'll beat everything else of the home um, team, but I, I, I could see him going off favourite. I'd be definitely back in this lot. 9-4, to four, Ottoman Fleet there. One to definitely back, uh, according to Johnny. 9-4, uh, to four, best price for the fair few firms as well, so it should be easy to, to snap up that price. Uh, Andy, are you on board with Ottoman Fleet as well? Yeah, I'm with Joe W here as well, um, with Ottoman Fleet. Um, very impressed with the way he got the job done last time. I beat a, a useful horse in the shape of Zane Zorinda, who had run well um, previously at Epsom. Um and I like the fact that he's lightly raced and, and still progressing as well. And he's definitely going to get a mile and a half. The best part of his victory of the day at HQ was the fact that he was so strong in the uh, latter stages, that mile and a quarter contest. And, you know, he's going to be fresh in the most. A lot of these have had fairly hard races, including obviously changing the guard recently. Don't like the front runner angle here as well on the round track. Um, Lysander, what he, I don't know if he wants a bit of give in the ground. His two best runs have both come with on soft ground. Um, that could be an issue for him um, with the conditions still drying out, but they shouldn't bother Ottoman Fleet. So, yeah, I'm in agreement with the great man here at uh, 9-4. to Two great men. Two great men backing Ottoman Fleet there in the penultimate race on Friday in the King Edwards. Um, Ottoman Fleet 9-4. to Skybet, Hills, plenty of others. Bet Victor Coral 888. 
Betfred, pretty much wherever you have your bets, you should be getting uh, nine to four there about Ottoman Fleet as it stands. Uh, final race on the card. Uh, we've absolutely raced through Friday's racing. When we don't talk about the weather in the ground and other bits and bobs, it's amazing how quickly we can go through these. Uh, the Palace of Holyrood House, uh, the final race, the handicap over five furlongs. Another big old field, 31 uh, run as, as it stands at the moment. Ruthin is the eight to one favourite ahead of Sterling Knight, Ladies Church, Corker, all 12 to one. Makes me like, likes, loves me like a rock, 14s. Latin Lover, 16s. Nymphadora, also 16s. Shamlan, uh, Novello, Fearless Angel, all 20 to one. I mean, take your pick here. Um, Andy, we'll, we'll start with you. Uh, any, any strong fancy for the last I'm one? I'm really hoping he likes my horse here now, just before we start. Okay. So, yeah. oh, I mean, Johnny, Johnny, do you want do you want to go first? No, no, let, let, let Andy go. I'll, I'll, it'll be like Countdown. I'll show you that I'll pick the same seven-letter word anyway. There's certain horses that, by default, end up having an amazing run style suitable to Ascot. I, 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 in general terms, I like horses that get held up and come through off a very strong pace. I'd be flabbergasted if this... Uh, contest it isn't any running any other way um but i'm a big big fan having put him up last time out at york of corker um from mm. from the carl burke stable um he was a massive eye catcher first time out at sandown when um he was slowly away and and, and just did everything wrong uh then he went to york last time out and again he flopped out the stalls and he was he was virtually last at halfway stage but boy oh boy did this horse find an unbelievable turn of foot his mid-race sectionals in the hottest part of the race were devastating so once he gets into top gear he's a very very smart horse indeed now you could look at his career record and think oh he's just a york monkey he only ever runs well there but if you go back and look at his run uh here last year at royal ascot you know he's on the coattails of the likes of perfect power go bears go project dante cada monster uh, and several others um including twilight jet um, he was fourth in his seven um, of, of that group on the far side, so he, he's he's got he's got Royal Ascot form uh, to call upon as well. So, he, but he's a much better horse than that now. So, providing again, still 24 ends up being the right place come Friday, then um, I'd expect a big run out of Corker. Corker, 12 to one best price with 888 Sport, uh, 10 to one, 11 to one general. I'm guessing by the lack of scream from Johnny, that wasn't the same <laughs> no. the same horse. It's got to be an Irish horse, surely. Um, it is ladies' church. Ladies I, church I, yeah. I generally don't think I don't think bookmakers have warmed to this idea that Churchill horses just generally do improve from two to three. And I mentioned uh, Sacred Bridge, who was in that Leopardstown race with Sigamia, was uh, fifth. Um, Sacred Bridge beat. Ladies Church, and they clashed the car in a group three as a two-year-old, with a four and a half lengths. When they reopposed the cork, and um, despite the fact Sacred Bridge were like 110, she barely beat her by a neck. And the way mm. Ladies Church travelled, she absolutely cantered through the race, had to weave a little bit of a passage. Now, you could get really, really kind of um, excited by the fact that she's running off 98 and she's running a horse rated so much higher than her, so close. It might be that Sacred Bridge has not really progressed because there were a couple of horses rated in behind that shouldn't be finishing as close. But she's, as I say, she's a, a rare enough Churchill in that she's very, very quick. The dam is a five furlong winner. Um, she's, again, I just thought, I think that it's well worth looking back on that reappearance run at Cork um, in the sense of how she travelled very nearly beat a horse rated higher than her. This is her second one of the season. No, nothing to suggest she won't come on another little bit more. I think she loved the hustle and bustle, the strong pace. She'll be ridden very confidently, and hopefully she can uh, beat all 47 of them. I mean, <laughs> 30, 30, 30 others. Yeah, so hopefully so. And again, as I say, George, you're getting like 
six, seven places, six yeah. places, seven in some places. Yeah, could, she, be se- she, could be seven on the day. Could be eight she, on the day, to be honest. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I can also uh, give a favourable mention to to um, to Johnny's pick as well. It's a horse that I've put up a couple of times uh, uh, last season. As a, as a two-year-old, um, I think the day when she beat Penn on Hills, I put her up that day, um, and she ran against, I think she ran against uh, Sacred Bridge again. Yeah, uh, the, ne- the next day. Um, but yeah, I mean, Sacred Bridge is very highly regarded to Johnny from the, from the Giant Lion stable. It was a good race. There was lots of depth. I think Elliptic had run well the time before against Power Under Me. So there's there's lots of intertwining form lines to suggest that, you know, she's she's at least a Group 3 horse. Um, so again, Johnny's looking to exploit um, a mark of uh, 98. That looks, looks favourable. Could be a good day for Johnny Ward if it goes in. Could be a good day for Johnny Murcher if that and both Monsieur go in as well on Friday. But Ladies Church, best price, 12 to 1. Similar to Corker, really, 12 to 1 with 8 to take support, but kind of 10s and 11s around elsewhere. Uh, that brings our Friday preview to a close. Thank you very much to both Andy and Johnny for giving up their time and sharing their thoughts with us ahead of day three and day four of Royal Ascot. We are going to be speaking again on Friday morning, giving you a Saturday preview. We thought we'd wait until final decks there so we know the runners and the riders. And also there's all important form lines that will come to light over the next couple of days as well. Uh, Do subscribe to the Odds Checker YouTube channel where you can find Saturday's preview up on Friday. You can also find all of our other previews during the week and going forward through the summer as well. And you can find all of these on our podcast channel as well you can find on any podcast provider too thank you to the guys thank you to you for taking the time to watch or listen to this do download the odds checker app for all of your betting needs during ascot royal ascot i should say uh, best prices bookie offers free bets those place terms we always talk about and andy's tips as well as plenty of other tips straight to the app too uh, hopefully a couple of winners in there i have no doubt there'll be some value uh, as is always the case please ensure that you're gambling responsibly